Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi there, welcome to the Daily Home Edit, the daily podcast from the team at Home Beautiful magazine. I'm Features Editor Holly Byrne, and today I'm joined by stylist extraordinaire and founder of Greenhouse Interiors, Julia Green. Oh, thanks, Holly. Thanks for having me. Now, you haven't always been in the styling and homeware space, have you? No, I definitely have not. I started out life in a completely different incarnation. Uh, So, um, studied arts law at uni and then went through to become sick of being a poor student and opened the paper and there was an ad that said, would you like a job with a car and a lot of money? So I said yes. And it turned out that I spent 17 years um, in the pharmaceutical industry, pretty much selling drugs, but they were all legal. So um, never meant to go in any of those directions. Uh, wow. But that's but that's kind of where it began and where it landed me. And really, as much as I hated every single day with a passion, I, it just never felt right. I really didn't know what else to do. And in hindsight, it was the best thing because it just really gave me an incredible foundation of like sales and marketing skills that I would never have otherwise had, which if you transfer that into the creative industry, it's a it's a, a real advantage. So I'm a lucky girl in a roundabout way, but I certainly don't miss peddling drugs. Of course. 17 years is a very long time. What was it that finally pushed you to the edge and drove you to start something more creative? Uh, It's a good question and it's quite hilarious because I call myself the accidental stylist. I I really honestly didn't even know there were jobs in the industry where people were classified as a stylist. But um, a a fellow came to my house to buy a couch that I had been selling on eBay and when he arrived to collect couch, he walked through my home and I, I actually thought he was stalking it to kind of rob me because he was looking at everything intently. And then he just turned around and said, oh, sorry, you must think I'm really nosy. I just wondered who you styled for. And I I didn't know there were people called stylists because it's before the block and all of the interiors explosions and everyone calling themselves an interior stylist. So I just sort of said, do you mean eBay? And he said, no, I mean, who who do you, you must be a stylist. And I said, oh, no, I sell drugs. And (laughs) we all laughed. And anyway, the other funny thing was that I was um, 10 months pregnant. I was due to have a baby that day. Anyway, he looked at my tummy and then he looked at me and he said, oh, you are so, um, you've missed your calling and here's my card. And I took it and it turned out that he was a photographer for Vogue magazine. What are the chances? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Well, it didn't really mean anything to me that day. I mean, I was literally in labour four hours later and kind of forgot the encounter had even happened. But he did say on his way out with the couch that, um, you know, you, you really should be a stylist one day if you ever want a job, you know, give me a call. And that was it. I literally went into labour and had my second child. Um, but then maternity leave ran, ran out and I just, I felt so sick about returning to a job that left me on empty anyway. And then leaving behind this beautiful new baby. And I just thought, look, what am I going to do? I, I don't know what made me do it. I pulled his card out of a drawer that I'd almost forgotten about and thought, well, I'll just bring that guy. He said I should be a stylist, whatever they do. 
Um, and I literally did, and I haven't stopped running from job to job ever since. So that's a bit of a like a sliding doors moment, I guess. And I know, no, not everybody is lucky enough to have those in their lifetime, but that's how it happened for me. And I, I just took the opportunity and ran, and I've kind of yeah created a whole. Um, array of other opportunities as a result. My so, life is one of those crazy one thing happens and it leads to four others and then before you know it, it's, I don't know, like a runaway train or something. That's an incredible story. Do you remember the first shoot you worked on? Oh, I do. It was so hilarious because he, when I rang, he said, yeah, 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 and I'll send you a brief. And anyway, this brief arrived and um, I didn't even understand the language. I mean, I've ne- I'd never had anything to do with interiors. My styling was so instinctual and it was, I was doing it for me, not for my family, not for any particular commercial purpose. So um, the language baffled me. I didn't really understand exactly what I was supposed to do, but I just figured I'd figure it out and I did. So I got there and, um, of course, I've come from this very corporate background and, you know, have run big sales teams and blah, blah, blah. And there I am in like a dress and high heels. It was just like so embarrassing when I stop and think back that they must have opened the door and thought, um, are you, on, are you on the right job? Because you're up and down the ladder all day as a stylist. You, you know, standing outside with plants on top of your head, pretending they grow out of the the garden, and you photoshopped out later, and you do all sorts of crazy tricks. And there I am in high heels and a dress. So, um, look, I, I'm surprised I even got another go after that. But whatever I did do was enough to get me on to the next one. And I, I worked things out pretty quickly, what had to happen and how to how to make the most of it. And, uh, yeah, kind of just kept going and just uh, thought it was pretty cool to be in a, I don't know, a job that didn't have such strict boundaries where you could kind of let your brain wander a little bit rather than work within the confines of a box. So somehow that's worked out for me. And I'm sure you never wore heels on a shoot again. Oh my God, no. <laughs> that faux pas was a one a one off for sure. Now to go from such a difference from such a corporate career into styling, how did you really mm. learn and develop your own signature style? It's an interesting question because I didn't even really know I had my own signature style, but on reflection, I remember very early on in the piece, my husband said to me, so this styling thing, you know, like what are you going to, what do you want to be known for? Like, you know, we've both, we've both come from fairly heavy marketing backgrounds and understand the importance of branding. And he said, so how are you going to be remembered in this whole thing? What if, you know, if we were standing here at your funeral, what would you want them to say about you? And I said, oh, that's so morbid, but I think I want to be known as the girl that just really got colour. And he said, well, Julia Green, the colour queen, you shall be that from here on in. And it was kind of like this funny little moment that we just fell about laughing, thinking, you know, who knows where this will go. Um, but I did what I felt I was good at and what came naturally to me. I'm, I never tried to style to a trend or like when the whole Scandi thing came in, I just ignored that phase because I knew that wasn't an instinctual way for me to, you know, configure a space. Uh, and so because I think I've stuck to my guns on that and I haven't really deviated off a path of what feels right, um, I think the authenticity of that is is there and I've attracted the right tribe of people. So I'm not sure if I've answered that question clearly. I think the, the, the message is finding your own style should be um, 
very much a, 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 a go deep within yourself and work out what it is that that makes you smile and makes you happy and makes you feel something when you look at it because style is all about how it makes you feel. It's not about money and all the other things that I think a lot of people fall into the trap associating with it. For me, it's all about the feeling I get and I want it to be more than one dimensional. So I want it to feel good, smell good. I want it to, I want it to, I want music in the background. I want it to be really immersive. And I feel like that's when I'm really enjoying being in the moment of a space. And you absolutely are the colour queen. Totally not. That's a a very big crown. I'm not sure I can completely own that, you know, all by myself. I think there are a lot of incredibly clever people when it comes to colour. But, um, yeah, the, the, the message is loud and clear and that is if that's – I mean, if you put me into a white room and said, can you do a white-on-white room, the chances are I'd fail very dismally. I mean, I just know that's not playing to my strengths. So I've just stuck in the colour lane because it's it's like a language and I, I speak it and I, I love it and it's real and it matters. Um, so I figure if I just – you know, continue down that path, surely I'll attract some other fellow colour lovers that will come on the train with me and that's kind of hopefully what's happening now. And not only are you an incredible colour-filled stylist, you also are the founder of the hugely popular e-retailer Greenhouse Interiors. How long were you styling before you launched that? Oh, that actually coincided with styling really easily and it was quite a blessing because on a lot of the 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 shoots that I would style, I would obviously be outsourcing different products to go into different sets or houses. And I kept on stumbling across uh, big gaps in the market everywhere I went. So at the time, I remember thinking, I really want patterned linen. Why is everybody just doing block coloured linen? And I remember never being able to find the right artwork that I wanted for a space. I just found it really tricky to source all the things that I loved. And um, I realized that if I were able to curate my own, use my eye to curate a range of product that felt really on brand for me, obviously don't make it. I'm not that clever, but if I can find the right people to make it and bring it all together under the one roof, it could be a really amazing offering. And then, of course, the other advantage was that I would be able to use it on my styling projects, which would eliminate the amount of time I was spending on sourcing because that's the killer and all of the the thing in the styling equation that I think people forget. There's so much pre-work that goes into a shoot. You don't just literally turn up and make things look pretty. It's all the concepts and thoughts that have gone into something before you get there. And it's enormously exhausting time-wise and effort-wise. So I thought that was just a smart way to short-circuit the time and also have another commercial arm to the business that didn't rely on me being there and being paid per hour to style. In in other words, I could go to bed and people might buy things while I slept. So I kind of thought from a marketing perspective, it was just a really good gap. And that's where it all began. And that's that in itself has been another arm to my business. It's, you know, been um, really rewarding because I get to see beautiful individual creatives that might be a little lost maybe commercially but really um, in tune with like their craft and so for me to be able to you know lead them down a path to a certain level of success is yeah it's a real um, feel-good exercise for me. Such a genius concept how long has Greenhouse been around for now? coming up to our 10th birthday, which makes me feel really old, but I didn't, yeah, I'll probably say that because I didn't change careers until I was nearly 40. So um, I'm a bit of a late bloomer, but yeah, 10 years in and it's certainly no mean feat because I think, you know, everything's changed in the retail scape and 
I even think back to where it was when I started to what it is now and there's just there's just so much change that to keep up with it, you know, you've really got to be on the front foot. So I'm proud we're still going and, and blooming and attracting more creatives uh, because you know, it doesn't just fall off trees. It, take, it certainly takes a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of time and people. I've got great people around me, and that's obviously the the, the secret weapon, really, because I can only do so many things on my own. Um, so yeah, ten years, and we'll have to have a big party, is all I know. And there will be champagne. Well, I hope I'm on the invite list. <laughs> Holly, of course you are. You're always on the invite list. What do you think 10 years later makes greenhouse interiors so universally popular, so well-loved? Gosh, I, uh, well, it's lovely to hear that you think that that's, that's the way it is. I think when you run your own business, it's a really tricky one because you, you – I don't know, there's a lot of perception attracted – into our industry, isn't there? Even with the likes of social media, people think, oh my goodness, you've got hundreds of thousands of people that follow you. You must be very popular. And I'm just a little bit careful around that for other creatives that may tune in because I think it's important not to be taken up by the smoke and mirrors. I think the smoke and mirrors of the industry is, you know, just to be mindful of. And um, I think that, you know, it's it's definitely taken us a long time to establish a loyal clientele that love what we do and it just didn't happen quickly. Ten years is a long time to be going pretty hard at it. So uh, I think, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work to get there. <laughs> now I've got to work out how we stay there and go one step ahead. And, yeah, so your brain doesn't really get much of a rest, does it? Well, speaking of change, you've dipped into a bit of travel lately as well. How did that yes. all come about? Ah, so in my um, in one of my workshops that I did once for one of my best stores, Jumbled Online, um, they flew me up to Orange and said, "Can you do this styling workshop?" We did it. We talked a lot about the love of colour, and at the end, um, the store owner Pip and I were just chatting about Wonderlust and how much travel was inspirational, and she'd just come back from a trip to India. And uh, I just said to her, I, I reckon we should travel together. I think we would just really host a great, you know, a great five to seven days away somewhere really exotic with a tiny intimate group and just show them how to live their life in colour. And it just began there. She said, where do you want to go? And I said, let's go to Morocco. And that is as simple as the conversation was. And then the next day we started booking things. Amazing. And it's selling out incredibly fast, isn't it? Yes, we actually launch our next round of tickets for June next year tomorrow. So that's that's um, good timing that we're chatting. But um, they they usually are sold out in about five minutes without a word of a lie. And I, I think it's because it's a you know we are taking a really small group, and it's a super special curated experience um, of the absolute best of best of best in Morocco. So it could take you three months to kind of achieve what we do in the, you know, the seven days we're away because we've really honed in on the best experiences and kind of pulled them all into the one the one chapter. And, yeah, people just leave changed. They just – it's amazing. We've kept in touch with every group we've taken um, to certain degrees and, you know, there are some lovely bonds that have come out of that and friendships. But it, more importantly, we've just watched how colour has touched people once they've been home and what they've taken out of that experience. So it's, it's been really lovely. Sounds like true Julia Green style then. <laughs> well, you might as well live it and breathe it, I think. Of course. Now, you've you started in styling, you've nailed e-retail, and now you're in travel. What is next for you and Greenhouse Interiors? 
Oh, that's the million-dollar question, Holly. I wish I could answer that with clarity because I have almost too many ideas at the moment and that can also be, you know, a little paralysing because sometimes you think, gosh, there's so much to do and only so many hours. But um, I think what I'd like next is some sort of uh, creative hub and space that I can stamp as as our own at, at Greenhouse and have like a, a multifaceted kind of venue where you literally could host and style workshops you could bring florists in you could you could bring all elements of home and style together in a way that hasn't necessarily been done before so it's a massive project in my head but um i'm kind of sifting through all the bits that i'd want to be a part of it now and who knows where it'll take me but um it's certainly keeping me awake at night for the minute well i look forward to seeing it come to life thank you for joining (laughs) me in the studio you're so welcome That's a wrap for the Daily Home Edit today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and spread the word. See you next time.